Hi, my name is Susie Wood, and I'm an integrative nutrition health coach. And I'm so excited to share with Pearl today. Hey, everybody, it's Pearl again with Women Successful Living, and you're on another episode of Conversations with Pearl. And I'm so excited today. You guys, you know, we're all about self-care here. How can we take care of our health? How do we put ourselves first? How do you become that Shiro of your life? And today is no different because we have an amazing guest today. Her name is Susie Wood, and she is an integrative nutrition health coach and owner of True Wellness Within, where she works with women to get control of their lives and their health after divorce. That's a huge thing because you guys, there's so many changes that come through divorce, right? So I'm excited because her clients, she helps them achieve their goals by addressing both food and lifestyle choices because divorce can be a calling card to have that do-over, that relaunch of your yourself and live your best life. After her divorce, Susie left her career in high-tech marketing, re-educated, started her own business, and now is living her best life ever. Welcome to the show, Susie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. I love what you do because I've been married over 40 years, but I haven't been through a divorce. But tell us how we got to where you are today. Yeah, so... um... I am divorced. I was divorced uh, about three years ago. Um, we started the process um, probably about five years ago. Um, it takes a long time to get through the divorce. Um, but to be honest, I feel like my marriage fell apart many, many, many years ago. Um, I was actually living abroad, um, living in England for about 11 years. And uh so I was really in a bit of a quandary, like, how would I possibly get divorced and still be living abroad? Like, how do you even do that? Because, you know, American, obviously. Um, and plus, I didn't have a lot of support there. I had friends, but not friends who really knew me that well. I really needed my family. So, um, you know, marriage, it wasn't terrible. We got along. We were we were fine. We had our nice little family unit with two boys. Um, but once I came back... Um, to the States, to New York, I decided that this, this really was the right timing. So, um, we started the divorce process and, um, it was difficult because we were for a while, we were still living in the same house and trying to go through all of that. And that really is very many levels trying to raise a family and in a way almost pretend like nothing's happening, but then you have all this drama and, uh, you have to learn a whole new language dealing with lawyers and financial people and all this stuff that comes up that, um, it's very, very difficult. It's very stressful. And that stress really affected me, um, uh, physically actually. So, um, once I, I, decided to re-educate and get into nutrition. Um, I had a totally different career. I decided to work with other women to help them get their lives in control after divorce uh, because I figured it out. I managed to live um, in and am still living a you know wonderful, really happy um, life, but it definitely took a lot of work and it, it took a lot of introspection and um, to put the pieces back together. And we all deserve to live a happy life. So we should be able to do that. And divorce doesn't have to define us. I love that. First of all, I can't imagine being abroad and, you know, mm. having young kids and going through that situation. And, you know, like you said, it's so different in different countries and America. And then you've got, you know, the stuff for America and your England is like, I just, wow. And then all the stress on top of the stress just from divorce, and you add that stress mm. onto it. It just, you know, that's, yeah. I, I just can't imagine the weight of that. And as women, yeah. you know, we put extra weight in ourselves already with stress. So going mm -hmm. through that, I can just imagine like, 
some of that stress. So walk us through, like, what would you say was the biggest thing that as you were going through that, you were like, wow, I want to make sure that like that biggest takeaway to say, I know this affects your health, all that, but what was your biggest, I don't want to say your, your biggest takeaway that you said, I need women to know this. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's a big question. Um, I mean, I just know for me personally, um, even though I was going through the stress, a very stressful event that lasted for, you know, years, I wanted to make sure that I could still be living a healthy life. So, you know, we're so tempted when we're living under stress to go to those comfort foods, you know, the mac and cheese or the nachos or the ice cream or whatever it is. And I made a very conscious effort not to do that because I knew if I ate foods that really didn't nourish my body, I was going to feel even worse. So not only am I going through, you know, very stressful situation now, you know, when we eat foods like that, we tend to gain weight and we tend to not sleep as well. And sometimes they, you know, they don't agree with you. They're very heavy. So, I mean, I know what my go-tos were. And if I ate like that consistently, I would not be very happy. So I made a very conscious effort. And it's one of the things I work with my clients on, on really understanding the foods that nourish you properly. So you can feel good and feel, you know, it's a time that, you know, you're already under stress. So why put your body under even more stress? Um, so, so nutrition, you know, properly, um, getting, you know, the nutrition that I needed was, was really critical because then it helped, uh, regulate things. So then I could sleep a little bit better, which was actually, my sleep was terrible when I was going through that stress. Um, but at least I knew I was nourishing my body and, you know, trying my best. And then I would have a little bit more energy maybe to move my body, you know, so that again, that, that helps, that helped me keep a, a little bit healthy going through that process. Yeah. And I agree with you because I, I was just at a, a network event this morning and we were talking about emotional intelligence, you know, and mm. the things we do when we're stressed and anxiety and all those, what we turn to. And, and I know, like you were saying for me, same thing. It's like those comfort foods. Um, right. I lost my son last July in a tragic car accident. And, oh. and I can tell you that I found myself like it was July 25th. And by like mid August, I was like, you know, I wasn't consciously aware of it, right? Like it was happening, but I wasn't aware. And so then I would say probably September, end of September, October, I was like, okay, this is getting out of control. You know, I lost over 60 pounds before I was pretty much wow. maintaining it. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole fast. Right. So I yeah. literally December, like mid December, I was like, I need to get this under control. I need to grab it back because we right. do, like you said, it's the mac and cheese and not all those ice cream, all those things I was turning to. My husband does a shopping. I'd be like, Oh, get this. And he would ask me, <laughs> are you sure? And I'm like, don't question me, just get it. You know, right. <laughs> because we do, it's like our mind, we want, that comfort food when we're we want to feel better so we you know fill our mouths with yeah. something that makes it when we're going through something horrific i mean that that's an awful situation to be yeah. going through i really feel for you thank you um yeah. and it, it's it's tragic and we ha a lot of people have a lot of tragedies in their lives and we do often go for food as comfort and so part of my program is looking at the foods that we eat and making sure that we're nourishing our body. But the other side of it is really looking at our lifestyle factors. And when you've con gone through something like divorce, your lifestyle has changed tremendously. Your finances might be different. Most likely they are. Your living environment might be different because you may have had to sell your marital home. Maybe you're move you've moved or you're in the home, but maybe you have half the furniture you had, <laughs> right? Um, your relationships certainly have changed. So we look at a lot of different lifestyle factors um, and, and 
try to balance them out because when your lifestyle factors are are out of balance, you're much more likely to have those kinds of food cravings. So if you were in a toxic relationship, for example, it's very, very tempting, very easy to eat the wrong foods because again, like just what we were talking about, you know, those you reach for those comfort foods. So we try to balance the lifestyle factors first and that more naturally puts our food in balance. And and like you said, that's so important is to know what are those factors that's, that we're dealing with? Because sometimes there's so much, like you said, losing half, losing your house, maybe half the furniture, or like you were just giving an example when we first came on is having to live with that soon to be ex-spouse. That's stress yeah. alone, you know? And yes. I, I have a couple of friends that had to do that. And then while they're going to do that, that ex is starting to date. It's like, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know? And I had one friend who was like, he actually tried to bring her home. And she's like, oh God, kidding me? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Uh, you know, she was so strong. And, you know, I think she just put that brave front on because once yeah. it all broke down and it was like, okay, you know, yeah. I've got to deal with uh. this. And so tell us, uh, so you have two children. How old are your kids? Mm-hmm. Um, they're 16 and 19. So, um, so how long have you been divorced? Um, just hit the three year mark. Okay. So they were yeah. a little older when, you know, when that happened. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure there's really ever a good age for them to, <laughs> to go yeah. through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because my parents, they were married for, oh gosh, 42 years, I think. And they divorced, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I found out how my mom and dad met, which we won't talk about that here, but I was like, nah, that should have been your first sign. And she's uh-huh. like, you would have had you kids. And I'm like, you know, and then my mom grew up in the Catholic church, you know, you don't get divorced and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Finally, she, you know, I was like, mom, you're not happy. I, you know, I think it's okay. You know, right. so, but you right. know, that long. So how, how did your kids respond to the situation and how did you help them with that? Yeah. Um, well, I actually, one of the first things I did was um, started working with a therapist. I actually found somebody who's a child um, psychologist because I wanted to know from the kid's point of view, what I needed to do. And that was really helpful. Um, she also helped me understand just some things that my ex, you know, just our communication. Um, so I felt like I was a little bit more empowered um, in the conversations I had, which, you know, you hear it from a lot of people, you know, just reassure that the, the kids that they're loved. Um, and obviously it has nothing to do with them. It didn't have anything to do with them. It was our relationship. Um, and I always had the idea that I didn't necessarily want him in my life anymore, but I definitely wanted him in my kids' lives. Children need both parents, whether they're in the same house or not. And I think would rather be happy in two homes than unhappy in one. So I felt like I just, I, I kind of was a model of just being happy once, once we settled things and, you know, I moved out and, and I was living, you know, with my kids, the kids mostly were with me. I showed them that I was living my best life, that I was happy that we had a wonderful, happy home. I set their rooms up in, you know, nice, happy way. Um, they didn't have to change schools. They really was the only thing that was different was that they occasionally went and saw their dad and then they were with me. So it was just, we purposely set everything up so that they had two happy homes. And I feel like they got through it okay. And they still have two happy homes and they're loved by two happy parents because I know he's happy and I'm happy. So why wouldn't the kids be happy? Um, and I and I believe it was a therapist who said, as long as you keep the, the kids' lives as much the same as they possibly can be, obviously they're in different homes, but that's when they, they have the most success adjusting when there's just the, they, their lives aren't affected, really, which sounds strange. But, you know, um, 
if they were, if they had their own rooms before and now they have to share a room that that's tough. That's changing their, their whole, you know, world, um, changing schools, obviously, you know, can, can upset things. So I, we just tried to keep everything the same. They did the same sports. They attended the same school. They saw the same friends, like everything was really the same. They had the same kind of lifestyle. We didn't really, you know, didn't luckily have to adjust. And now, um, you know, before, if we were going on vacations, we still went on vacations, right? If they were doing a particular activity, we kept up with that activity. So from their point of view, didn't really change that much. They just saw us separately. And I, okay, I want the listeners to hear one thing first. Susie's a coach. She Mm -hmm. sought coaching. And, you know, we often talk about that here on the show is that it's okay for coaches to get coaches because we need that as well. Because, you know, I've had many clients say, well, I was working with this coach and they said they did everything. I'm like, nobody's life is perfect. And the coach is telling you that Mm -hmm. they have a perfect life. You need to fire them, right? Find a different coach. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because that's not the truth. And like you said, like I, even myself, like when my son passed, I sought, I sought help. You know, I sought somebody to talk to, to walk through my feelings and and make sure you know that I'm supporting my younger son the right way and my husband and you know our family and all that Anthony and I love that that you sought that help and and like you said too like the therapist said is trying to create that that as normal as you can life for the children I think Mm -hmm. is so much easier and I see that I see that with my friends who are divorced or have gone through divorce their kids are now grown that's the one thing they always talk about is try to make it as as a normal transition you know like you right. said, loving homes, don't, yeah. you know, no animosity if at all possible. I mean, we all know there's right. situations where that's not going to be hundred percent possible. Right. There's, there's a great quote, two sane homes is better than one insane. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I but that. I think you're absolutely right. Like having a team in place, I advise my clients all the time, get your people because you can't just rely on your family, even though you need your family. But mm-hmm. I know I got to the point where some members of my family were like, I, I can't, I just can't hear anymore. I, this is so upsetting. It's stressing me out. I, I can only help you so much. And not that they, they didn't want to help me. They wanted to help me, but they just were at capacity. And you have to know who you can go to for certain things. So, you know, I had friends who were like experts in finance. So I would go and ask them financial questions. There were other friends who were experts in legal stuff. I would go and ask them legal stuff. People in real estate, I would ask them real estate questions or, you know, like, should I actually even be wanting to keep the home? That's a huge question. Most women do because, you know, we like to nest and we, <laughs> we our home is our, you know, sacred ground. But financially, it's not always the right decision. And that was a big awakening for me because I was like, of course, I'm going to keep the home and the kids' lives are just going to stay the same. But I was like, I don't want the burden of that huge expense. Um, And so... I mean, I was lucky I'd only lived there about three years because, again, we had moved back, you know, so it was a new house for us. So I didn't have that attachment of being there for 20 years. So it's very much easier said than done. But as far as the team, um, it's crucial, I think, to have a therapist um, as well as a legal team, financial team, because the last thing you want to do is use your lawyer as a therapist, because a lawyer is about $500 an hour, at least where I am. A therapist is considerably less. So, you know, I'm sure your lawyer will be happy to hear all your problems, but it's not their expertise. That's not really where they can help you. And you're going to blow through money very quickly. <laughs> That's great advice. I love that. I like to call that have your league of support, you know, yes. have, that, have that league. My girlfriend, Lisa, calls it your balcony people and know <laughs> what their talents are. And it can help you through yeah. the challenge. That's so yeah. important because and and then also allow the grace for those that say, I just I can't, you know, it's, right. 
not, it's too much for me. And that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, you know, that was the one thing when our son passed. So, you know, when it happened, the three of us, my younger son, my husband and I, we got together because we don't have family here with us. And we're like, listen, no matter what, we're committed to every month. We get together at least once a month of him and his girlfriend and us. We mm. cry in front of each other. We don't hold back any emotions because it's really important. You know, that's a release. And then as our family was arriving, we told them the same thing. We don't want you to, I don't know who's coming out. We don't want you to hold back or anything either because it's really important that you that you show your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's so, so important to have that support system. And I love that you created that and created mm-hmm. and then recognizing, too, I think it's important for the listeners to recognize, like you said, with the house, that it's not necessarily I. Yeah. Even if you had the house for 20 years, it doesn't mean I need to be tied to the house. I have a cousin yeah. who went through a divorce and she's like, I didn't want the house. Like you said, the burden and everything on it, the yeah. memories. She's like, I don't want that. So she That's chose. That's true. I felt the same way. Yeah. I really wanted to have a clean start and have my own place where, you know, I could, even though I, you know, we split the furniture basically, but I just, I wanted, I wanted all clean and new and start. I mean, this is part of the chapter two, you know, like just moving on for me that that's what I needed. I felt like that was a great break that I was living in a new place. I could set it up the way I wanted to. It was just for me and my boys. And I, that was so sacred to me that that's what I needed. Um, And I, and some of my clients who are still living in that place, they say, you know, oh, they look at the bookcase that they bought at the antique fair that they went to. And now they get caught up in those memories and it makes them sad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's like punishing yourself. Right. It's, it's, that's a great point too. Cause like, you know, I'll relate that back to my son. Like we would just this past weekend going through stuffed toys. Like I had them up in the rafters. So when they get married, you know, they can go through what they want for their kids. And, and so we pull them all down and, and I, I found, I was so proud of myself because I was able to take the, the attachment and put it over here because yeah. I missed him, but it's not, this toy is not going to bring him back for me. And then right. go, okay, what can I do with these? Who can I pay it for? Some of them are worth money. So I put them up for sale, you know, and that kind of thing. And I had some family members go, you're getting rid of that. I'm like, Oh, what am I supposed to do with it? Like if right. I, and in my head, I was going, if I die tomorrow, who's going to want this? Right. It's right. like, yeah. and, and right now all it's doing is sitting in a rafter. So it's not doing me any good. So let me pay. That's a huge more. realization. Yeah. yeah. And it's, a, I think it's a release in a yes. way, you know, it's like, it's not helping to keep that that stuff. I mean, maybe there's a few things that you might want to keep. And right. and I feel a lot of this, I feel like our conversation is kind of centering around compartmentalizing, yes. which is something that I did a lot because I still had to live my life. You know, I had two kids to raise. I had to go to the grocery store. I to, you know, like life was still going on just because I was going through a divorce. So I had to compartmentalize like during the, you know, this time I'm going to talk about the legal stuff or I'm going to get the documents or the, whatever I had to do. But the rest of the time I'm going to live my life. I'm going to meet my friends for lunch or I'm going to work on a project that I'm doing or whatever, you know, meet clients and, you know, do work. But I had that time where there was a lot of crap as well, a lot of nasty, you know, not nasty, but um, difficult conversations that needed to happen. And I would, if they were really bothering me, I would mentally put them in, in a box tie a ribbon around that box, put the box in a bag, put the bag in a case, put the case in a duffel bag, and then take that whole thing and throw it in the ocean. And then I throw the ocean in another ocean. I mean, like, seriously, I had to do this in my mind. I played this little game with myself that those thoughts are gone. I don't have to think about them. They don't have to eat away at me. Um, Because it's, it's hard. I mean, 
you're you're mourning the loss of a relationship that you thought was going to last forever. Um, it's really um, it's very difficult, and so you have a lot of thoughts, you have a lot of feelings, and it's okay to feel them, just like you you know get all that out. It's really important, but there's a time and a place, I think. Um, and for me, that helped to compartmentalize and like this is the time. And if I couldn't deal with it, or I was done dealing with it. I literally like threw it in the ocean in my mind. <laughs> I love that. Not the ocean. The ocean. I Not that, that, right. I don't want to encourage pollution, but it's mental. <laughs> I think that's so powerful. So tell us, so you've, you created this new business through what you, your experience you've gone through. You've got your, your coaching certification through Integrated Health. And so how, like, how are you, how are you helping your clients? Like, what are some of the steps that they go through mm. to help them with this carpet? You know, like we're talking about the carpet, car, <clears throat> compartmentalizing everything and helping them break down, you know, and yeah. identifying those, those areas that are holding them back. Walk us through yeah. what, if I was your client, what, what can I expect? Yeah. So I have a five month program that I take the clients through because it takes a long time to make new habits. Usually it's like two weeks for a habit to stick. So we meet every two weeks. We do a Zoom call and we, um, you know, there are different lessons that I teach them and also, you know, a lot of checking in and support um, goal setting along the way. So we start out usually looking at the lifestyle factors that I had mentioned. There's about 12 of them and things like relationships, finances, um, home environment, creativity, joy, spirituality. Um, uh, I think I mentioned relationships, um, home cooking, because that's really critical in the nutrition side. Um, and we figure out what's working and what isn't working. And we congratulate ourselves for the things that are working because we, you know, we have to praise ourselves. That's how we sort of start making change because we're so good at beating ourselves up. Um, especially when we set goals for ourselves that don't end up working. So we praise ourselves for the areas in our lives that are going well. And then we start working on maybe there's two or three areas that are not going that well. And then we take those areas and we start setting some smart goals, very specific goals. They're attainable, they're measurable, they're realistic. Um, and we make those goals. And then that's what we start working on in one month increments, three month increments, six, five months increments. And so we have these um, sort of smaller steps. So it's, it's much more manageable when you kind of have a little outline that you can start chipping away at. And a lot of my program is just about positivity and meeting the client where they are, because there's no point in me coming in with an agenda. Like these are the 10 steps that you need to do to get over your divorce. What I, what worked for me might not, <clears throat> excuse me, not, might not work for somebody else. So I meet them where they are, the areas that they need to, to work on. And I help them and guide them um, to, to achieving the, those goals. So, and, and it's really about setting appropriate goals and taking small steps because oftentimes we're like, I want to run a marathon, you know, but it's like, you don't even own sneakers, you know, <laughs> like let's, let's just take it one step at a time. You know, let's buy the sneakers. Let's take that first walk, you know, around my neighborhood. Let's take a walk, you know, to the next neighborhood, you know, and then, then maybe we start running. So because we set these two big goals for our, ourselves and then we fail and then we beat ourselves up. So we take small goals, we praise ourselves along the way, um, then you're much more likely to want to repeat that. So um, so that's really the beginning of the program. And then um, I get, offer a lot of support in between the sessions and there's documents that I created, um, things like how to feel less lonely. Um, 
on the nutritional side, I have I have recipes and ideas and different little cookbooklets that I that I offer them. Um, we work a lot on sleep because sleep is a number almost I'd say probably number one or two issue most people have um, have problems with when they're under any kind of stress, whether it's divorce or or anything else. Um, so we um, we figure out what's not working in their sleep and uh, and try to address it because it's it's not you know it's not like I'm just not sleeping. Like why are you not sleeping? What's called causing that stress or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how the five month program works. I love many times Susie said praise, like Mm -hmm. give yourself praise because as women, we beat ourselves up way too much. You know, we, we put way too much. We've talked about that earlier in the episode on our shoulders. We think we got to be the fixer, the pleaser, take, you know, take everything. And, you know, I, I was talking with somebody a couple weeks ago about this. I said, it comes because I know like my granny, that's what she did. They took, care of everything right and then that's what my mom learned and about my mom's generation is when they were working out of the house and then my generation I'm 58 years young we did both we worked out of the house and we were working taking care of the house right and right and I'm blessed because I've you know I've been married almost 40 years and I have somebody who helps me clean and do laundry and everything and it's really important that we give ourselves grace to not think we could do everything at all and really really important we have to praise ourselves and um there's another Thing that I love. If we if we spoke to our our friends the way we speak to ourselves, we'd have no friends, right? I love so, that. <laughs> so yeah, true. yeah. So, so true. we have to. It's the only way that we can really move forward. Um, you know, and and I feel like my program is just all full of positivity and encouraging people. And they're like, oh, I, you know, but I can't do that. But yes, you can. And this is how you're going to be able to do it. I mean, it's a coach, right? This is coaching program. Just like you hire a tennis coach. Tennis coach isn't going to go, yeah, you're right. You can't. You're right. Pack up your bag and go home. I mean, no. You can't hit the ball. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. You really, you can't hit the ball. So just go home. Yeah, and it's it's all about learning the skills, right? Learning the skills to help us get to that where we want to go. You know, that's what's so important. And and always like the praise. The praise is so so important because listen, if you know the perfect person in the world, I want you to send them to me. I'll give them a million dollars. I don't <laughs> yeah. have the million dollars because I know you're not going to find anybody. But you know, right. life is not scripted. You know, we we don't know tomorrow. Like with my son, I went to bed at midnight, did not know I wasn't going to have him the next day. So it's we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, you know, your the next day your spouse may come home and say, I don't want to be married anymore. You don't know what that's going to happen. And having the tools, like what Susie's talking about, we're talking about today is so, so important. And, and, you know, we have to give ourselves grace because we, we deserve that. And, you know, and ask for help is so important. Have those people on your balcony or in your league, whoever that is for you. It's really, really important. And I'm glad Susie reminded of us that. So I'm going to do a little shift here for us. So we've talked about your coaching. We've talked about the things, you you know, how you um, progress through this change in your life. But Susie, what we want to know, because we're all about self-care here. We want to know what's the day in the life of Susie for self-care? Oh, okay. Well, I start my day um, usually with a cup of herbal tea. Um, I don't actually drink caffeine anymore because I identified that it was disrupting my sleep. So I got rid of it. Um, so I have a nice cup of herbal tea and I end up feeding and, and walking my dog first thing in the morning. So I get outside and that's also part of like getting outside in the sunshine. You reset your circadian rhythm again, helping with my sleep. Um, <clears throat> and so I walk in for about 20 minutes or so. And then I come back and I usually do one of two. I either do a hit class at 
at home or I do a yoga class at home and nothing crazy, just like maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, and I try to alternate um, every other day. And um, that's kind of how I start my day, shower, get dressed, and then I start working. Um, and, uh, and then try to get outside later on again with the dog. And I do a lot of home cooking. So, um, and I love working at home, giving me that option. So if I want to take a break from work, I'll go and, you know, chop some vegetables cause that's going to be in my, you know, salad or chili or whatever I'm making. Um, and obviously I, I, I really care, pay a lot of attention to the foods that I eat. So spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but I love it. Um, and I make really easy, quick simple meals. So I'm not about making a souffle, you know, it's, it's easy stuff that I can throw together in one pot and wash it. And this is what I work with my clients on too. The cooking doesn't have to be this onerous task. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my day. I, I love that. So, and so I, I love you reminded about the caffeine. That's so important. I gave up caffeine, gosh, long, 2008 or nine, I want to say it was like, I, uh-huh. I used to drink not one, but two, two liter bottles of Diet Coke a day. It was horrible, <laughs> horrible. And I wow. just, it one year for Lent. I'm like, okay, God, I need to give this up. This is about the time I'm going to do it. And I have, and like just recently, um, you know, like I was going, like I was saying earlier, I was going to those comfort foods and I got rid of the sugar again. I'm like, I'm going to start with the sugars, get rid of that. Yep. And I was away in Denver and I tried something. I can't remember. It was some sort of sweet. Uh, I didn't know it was a sweet thing that was in something they gave us. I was like, oh my gosh, what is, it just tasted so horrible. I was like, this is nasty. It's nasty. I know. Well, I yeah. think, you know, back to the, the self-care question, like for, for me, eating really good, nutritious mostly, mostly plants. I do eat, I do eat meat, but whole food plant-based diet, that is a form of self-care. I'm taking care of my body, feeding it what it needs. I have so much more energy because I'm not having these like artificial ingredients, these fake sweeteners or the real sweeteners too, you know, the sugar and basically like, you know, ingredients like flour, it's basically like sugar body below the neck treats it just like sugar. So I try to avoid those, you know, eat that stuff very, very, very minimally. Um, and I have so much energy and this is again, like living my best life. Like I'm giving my body what it needs. So I sleep well, I'm, I wake up energized. I can work out every day. Um, I can get through my day without a nap. (laughs) Um, so I, you know, it's really, I'm feeding my body. That is a form of self-care. And like you said, like the soda, it's not just the caffeine that wasn't good for you. You know, it's just all those artificial ingredients and corn syrup and whatever else is in soda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was, I thought it was gonna be so hard, but was so easy to do. After the first week, I was like, I got this, you know, it was so, yeah. so And then easy. you realize you don't really miss it. Like when you, no. when you really kick that habit, I helped a client get off of Coke Zero. Oh. And if, interesting enough, we, that's what she came to me for. She was like, I shouldn't be having this. I know it's bad for me, osteoporosis and like all of these things that she was, she was having irritable bowel syndrome. And so when we started looking at things, she said, you know, we started talking about her home and she was like, my house is just a mess. Like I've got stuff like busting out of my closets and I can't use my dining table and I have all this like recycling all over the place. And we realized it was her home environment that was keeping her from moving forward. So we put a plan together for her to clean up her house. Took about six weeks to really clear everything out, donations and all of that. And then she said, okay, great. Now I'm ready to get out of, get off Coke Zero. And it was, so again, back to the lifestyle factors, you know, her home environment was a mess. 
and it wasn't working for her, it was stressing her out, and she couldn't improve on her diet until she sorted sorted out her home environment. Gosh, that's so true because uh, my mom's here right now, but she's in the next room. My mom's <laughs> here right now visiting us, and um, she lives in an environment where there's just not quite hoarder, but to that point of papers everywhere. And she's like, I just want you to come and clean. I'm like, I will come because she should not. We don't feel she should be living on her own. I'll come when you're ready. But then mm-hmm. I realized I was talking to my brother the other day. I'm like. I think we have to do this in baby steps. I go, I, I, I take myself out of the daughter and put the coach in place. And I'm like, I think we need to baby step this. I think we need to go. And I think we need to go through that stuff. I think we need to pack it up and let it stay in the house because they're her things she doesn't want to release yet. And let right. it stay there. And then come back in a few months. And then maybe she'll be ready to be like, okay, it's not so hard to move everything, you know, because mm-hmm. we're talking about moving her from California to Florida, you know, so it's a big Oops, move. Right. But interesting, you're talking like the health and what we eat. So when she's here, she's eating greens and meats, you know, all those things that she needs to eat. When she's there, if I don't order her DoorDash, she's not eating, you know, or oh. she's bags of potato chips all day long and oh. diet Pepsi and hot tea all day long, you know, and she doesn't move. She's not mobile. And when she goes home from here, she always has issues with her digestive system. Of and course. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, and she's like, stop talking to me about that. You know? So it's like, we love our, our family and we need to teach them that self-care too. And which leads me to the question. Like I know my, my, my son was 25 when he passed my younger one's 23. So I'm a little older, not too much than yours, but mm-hmm. tell me what, your kids look like what is when they look at you and what you're doing are they mimicking you are they I mean we know our kids were like yeah. oh, they want the junk but like how are they being inspired with what you're doing yeah so my older son who's 19 um he was quite overweight as a as a kid and it was it was an issue and it started affecting him a lot so he was about maybe eighth grade or so um it was yeah just about around the time when we were starting to get divorced he was like I'm tired of being fat he basically, he said that he was like, I'm fat and I'm tired of being fat. And of course, you know, I don't want to talk about body shaming and whatever. We're like, we love you no matter what you look like. And he said, but I, he's like, we were doing something in gym and I couldn't do it because I'm so big and he felt bad. So he joined a gym and this all came from him. And he went, you know, did the treadmill. I don't know. I picked him up three hours later, sweaty as anything. And he was like, I want to go back. And that was the start of him really getting his health under his weight under control. He ended up losing 60 pounds. This is like eighth, ninth grader. Yeah. Amazing. And of course, part of that is looking at the food. So he got really, really into looking at the foods that he was eating. Um, He would ask me, how do I make this healthier? How do I, you know, what should I be eating? And he had a massive transformation. So he's now freshman in college and he, he ended up becoming a power lifter, which is, um, it's a little niche sport. It's, it's not weightlifting. Um, it's not an Olympic sport, but there, there's like three big events that they, that they do, um, deadlift and I could forget it all. But anyway, so he, he actually holds, um, three New York state records in his age and weight group for powerlifting. And it's all because he knows exactly what he needs to eat, to build muscle, to stay lean, um, and to, and to be healthy. And he now, you know, he has trouble at the dining hall at school because it's really not where the healthiest food is. So he comes home and he's like, I'm sleeping better here. My stomach doesn't hurt here. Just like your mom. 
I feel so much better because he's eating, you know, my homemade food. <laughs> um, so, and the younger one, he likes to cook. He's, I mean, he's more, you know, I feed him what, what we're making, <laughs> what I make. So he doesn't get any special meals. So he eats very well, probably unknowingly. Um, but last night he made us dinner and he made, we rolled out like a nice, like a pizza thing. We put all sorts of vegetables on the pizza. And um, so he likes to cook. Actually, that was a project during COVID. I, I taught my kids how to cook. So important. I love that. I love that, you know, and that's, that, I think that's really important for the, the listeners is get your kids involved. You know, I love, like, I'm, I'm on TikTok and I love watching the little girl. She gets up every morning. She has these positive quotes, she says, and all these great positive things. She's like, I'm not going to let nothing bother me today. It's just so empowering. <laughs> and and we need to do that. Like, our kids yeah. have so much on their plates that we need to do something to help them. And to see that you did that, Susie, during COVID, says, let's teach you this let's pivot and show you some of these things because it changes their lives it it sets up you know how they're going to eat in the future it sets up all those habits yeah it's a life skill that they're not going to teach that after math class or before biology like it's just not going to happen they don't even have home ec in schools anymore so if the kids don't learn how to cook and yet you know i mean the obesity problem in the united states that's a whole other podcast you know, it's, it's really a huge problem. Um, and, uh, if the kids don't know how to cook and they don't know what's healthy for them, like, you know, where, where's it going to come from? Right. I mean, we need to know. And, um, you know, if you feel like our whole society, you know, we outsource so many things, we outsource our taxes, we outsource our dry cleaning, we outsource, you know, I don't know, people take care of our cars, like everything is outsourced. But if you outsource your food, you have no control over it. You don't know. And usually restaurants and obviously certainly food manufacturers, their big goal is to save money. So are they going to use the expensive avocado oil in your whatever? No, they're going to use some cheap seed oil that costs them pennies and it's highly inflammatory. So knowing the ingredients that are in your food and not outsourcing, I'm not saying you never can go out to eat. I mean, I go out to eat, all, you know, often, whatever, not often, but when on occasion, um, but I'm very, very picky about where I go and the, when, what I order. Um, and I cook a lot of food at home. And it, again, doesn't have to be complicated. It's, you know, not making really complicated things. I make easy, quick recipes. I'm busy just like everybody else. So, and, you know, back to that whole thing of like, we don't have to be perfect that we talked about yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's not yeah. the goal. There is no yeah. such thing that is not the goal in life to be perfect. It's just do the best you can. I like the sort of 80-20 rule. <laughs> You know, 80% of the time we, we, we do really well. And then therefore I can like for me going out to eat, let's say I, I would say it's probably more like 90, 10, but 90% of the time I'm making really good choices with my foods. And 10% of the time I go out to eat doesn't mean I'm, I'm like having fried food all the time, you know, but I go out to eat maybe 10% of the time and I'm okay with that. That's totally livable for me. Yeah. And I, I like what you said, the 90, you know, the, the 80, 20, 90, 10, whatever that works for you. And I love that you share that. And, um, and you know, like you said, they're not going to put the healthy stuff in there. I mean, I know when I used to go visit my granny, we had, she had a whole huge garden, right? And now you go to the store, you're paying extra money because that's considered organic, you know, and, yes. and all, and, and then you get these little tiny portions and gosh, help the egg, eggs right now. <laughs> it's such a big joke, but, um, okay. So I would be remiss not to ask you, cause I'm sure listeners want to know. What's your favorite go-to quick recipe? 
Oh, oh my gosh. I just posted it on my Instagram the other day. I made a turkey chili. I actually made it twice because it was so good. Um, Saute onion and garlic and ground turkey um, together. And let's see, what else? What did I put in there? I put in some cumin. I had some uh, Cajun spice mix um, that basically was like paprika, garlic powder, a little salt and pepper, a can of diced tomatoes. Um, and what else was in there? A can of, um, great Northern beans and just let that simmer away and boil up. You can add a little bit of vegetable, vegetable broth or chicken broth. If it gets too, um, you know, it's too thick, so you can get it the consistency you like, and you let it simmer for about 25 minutes and it's delicious. It's so delicious. You can put in maybe baby spinach if you want. Um, but you know, lots of, lots of seasoning. That's kind of my thing because I, I like food to taste good. It's got to be pleasurable. So that's a nice, quick, easy recipe. And it, it can just sit and simmer on the stove for as long as you want, but you know, 25 minutes. Oh, the other thing, oh, put a, a, a chopped up sweet potato in there as well. Oh, I was just, I was sweet just potatoes are wonderful. So nutritious. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. just going to say, I could see a sweet potato in there. So yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. And chilies and stuff like that. It's so awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that recipe with us. I just love that. So we have what's called a Shiro League. Um, it's a community of women. We meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. on Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. And we get together as women. You can come have clothes on, but you can come in your PJs, no makeup, whatever you want. But we right now what we're working on is Susie, we're working on what brings you joy and our not to do list. You know, oftentimes okay. we our to do list, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about what is on Susie's not to do list right now. Okay. So something I, sh- I don't want to do. Yeah. Something not- that keeps you. So if you think about what brings you joy, what do you have to put in the not to do list that's stopping you from doing your joy? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. There's, there isn't anything that's stopping me from doing my joy. <laughs> I feel like I worked so hard to get to this point. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe being overscheduled. That's, that's hard because if, you know, if I don't have time to like do a, a short workout or get outside, that's going to really set me off. And, um, I feel like that's how I get my sleep under control because I'm moving my body early in the day. So if I overschedule myself, especially early in the morning and I don't get that in, so I guess that would, yeah, overscheduling is going to kill, maybe a kill joy. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that, I think that's very common because I think we do, yeah. we do stretch ourselves too thin sometimes. We, you know, that's the other thing that we do, we work on in the Shiro League as well is learning how to say no, co- overcoming people pleasing, you know. Yes. Well, I, think it's, it come, it, I was about to say, it comes back to setting boundaries. Like that's like my sacred time in the morning and, and I'm doing it really before anybody else is up. So like, there shouldn't be anybody who's calling me or by the, by me at that point, you know, if they're up that early. So that's a boundary that, um, that I set. And that's it, definitely, we work on that a lot with, um, with my clients because they have to set boundaries often with their, their exes big time. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to switch it to the joy list real quick. So what are your top three things? If I said, Susie, create me a list right now of 10 things that bring your joy. What's the first three things that come to your mind? Oh, hiking in the woods, which I just did yesterday with a good friend, um, doing yoga. And if I don't like, can't get outside, whether, you know, I don't know, it's too cold or something, just sitting in the, by my window with the sun on my face. I love that. And just relaxing. Okay. So those are the listening. You got to go watch the YouTube because if you could see Susie's face just, just lit up when she talked about all three of those things. And that's what the joy list is supposed to do. It's supposed to uplift you, supposed to make you feel happy and bring that big smile to your face. I just love that. Um, So Susie, what's the next big, what's the next thing you're working on? You have got your course, but what else is upcoming for you? 
So um, I just started doing a support group, which has been really amazing. So it's for divorced people and it's um, from my Facebook page, which is the Divorce Detox on Facebook. And every, um, the first Saturday, mostly first Saturday of every month, we meet for an hour, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And we come together like this on a Zoom call and just share ideas, help support each other. Everybody's in a different stage of their divorce. And um, we talk about co-parenting challenges. We talk about setting boundaries, um, doing one good thing that that brings you joy. We often, you know, end in that way. Um, and that's that's something that I really want to grow. Um, so that's that's really um that's been so satisfying so if anybody wants to join um they can find me at divorce detox um on facebook and get all the info there i love that divorce detox yeah. i think that's such a cool a cool name for that i have a, um yeah. actually you'll have to go back and watch her and if you're listening watch the episode with gabrielle mccallman she does mortgages and she works uh-huh. with people who have been divorced especially oh, yeah. women that are going through divorce that want to buy a house so she's she's great i'll connect you guys together i think you yeah that would be great yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say there's so much support when you're actually going through the divorce, but afterwards, there's not that much. And that that's really one of the things that inspired me to help, you know, people who, you know, recover from their divorce. And I love to see that she's doing that as well, because that's it's a huge life change. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think you're right. Like at, through any kind of change, like you go through a big change, it's, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's done. And, you know, even like with the loss of our son, we had all the support. Now everybody's gone. It's, you know, it's done. And it's like these things come up like, you know, yesterday we, you know, we pay on our, we, we, we didn't have plots at the time. So we bought our plots next to our son, of course. And then they're misapplying a payment and they're calling us, mm. you're, you're late. I'm like, do you understand? Like you're ripping the bandaid off. Like, you know what I mean? It's like how to handle those things that come right. up. And I think what you have the divorce detox is really powerful because things are going to come up that you're like, who do I turn to? And there's like, you yeah. said, there's not a lot out there and that support and that peace. Like, like yeah. you know, how do I change my lifestyle? You know, maybe right. you're with somebody who wasn't healthy and you want to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. many questions come up, like, what do you do with your rings? What do you do with your wedding dress? Uh, you know, do you change your name for women? You know, do you go back to your maiden name? There's just a lot of things that, you know, other people wouldn't have to really deal with. How, how do you do your taxes? <laughs> you right. Know? Or even I can imagine even like the big ones probably getting back out in the dating scene. Like, how do you yes, make, exactly. Making, yeah. making those connections again and, you know, feeling good to be, you know, taking those profile pictures so you can put them up at the dating apps. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Feeling confident in yourself, who, you know, put, you putting your best self out there. So you're ready. I think that's yeah. uh, that's powerful. So you guys, I'll put all the links on there when we when we drop our the website the the link for the episode will all be on there for Susie so you can get to, to Susie. This has been so much fun. I just looked over. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got about five minutes left, and we yeah. have to get to Susie's question. So Susie okay. was forewarned that we're going to shuffle our cards. Better questions, better life. So Susie, you tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, okay. Oh, and I think you, we know the we've been talking about this question, but how do you care for others? Um, I try to listen to them, let them, let them tell me where they are rather than me putting judgment on them. Yeah. Cause everybody and, wants to be heard. Yeah. Right? And I think that's powerful. I was, like I said, I was talking a thing this morning, talk about emotional intelligence and that is important is like, let somebody else share, share, 
Don't right. tell them what you think. You know, that's one thing with coaching. I don't tell you, you have the answers I believe inside. I just here to help you pull them out. Exactly. Out of you. you know, you know the answers, but right. you're not recognizing them. Right. right. And so yeah. I just sit back, like you said, and just listen and let them yeah. share and then find out what's the top thing they need to work on that they want right. to work on and then just guide them to that. They know what they need to work on. It's just right. like, you need a coach to coach them through, just like the tennis thing. We need somebody to help me yeah. hit the ball. I'm not right. a great tennis player, no matter yeah. what. I've been but yeah, but so I, I always I would say it's it's not my job to tell you what to do, right? You, that, this is why I named my company True Wellness Within because your true wellness has to come from within. It's not for me to tell you eat this and do that. You know that's that's not going to help you. You've got to come. So listening to that person and helping helping them pull it pull it out and let them say it because then they're like, oh yeah, this is what I need to do, and and it's reasonable for me to do it. Right. <clears throat> I, I love that. So this has been so much fun. Uh, Susie, it's been awesome yeah. having you on here. So tell everybody where that is listening, where they can go find you on social media or your website. Yeah. So my website is truewellnesswithin.com. And I actually have a free quiz. If anybody is going through a divorce or has been divorced, um, they can go to truewellnesswithin.com slash divorced with a D at the end. And they can take a quiz. Have you healed from the stress of your divorce? See what you score. And um, if anybody wants to get in touch, um, they can send me an email. My email is Susie, S-U-Z-Y at truewellnesswithin.com. And on Instagram, I have a lot of recipes on um, True Wellness Within. And Facebook group I told you about is the Divorce Detox. So that's a, that's a nice way to, uh, for people to come together in community and support each other. Thank you so much. And I want to remind everybody again that every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time is our Shira League. You can drop in for a visit if you want to. Just um, connect with me at pearl at wsliving.com and we can get you connected there. And also, if you're interested, we do have eight spots for our retreat this coming September. You can go to WSLivingRetreats.com. We are on the beach in the Gulf Shores of Alabama. You are in your pajamas the entire weekend with no makeup. What a great way to work on your self-care. Sounds and great. Some things that are holding you back in your life. So that was that. So let us know again, WSLivingRetreats.com. And listen, you come into this world, you're a little rough on the outside. You've got this oyster. But when you turn it and open up it inside, you are this beautiful pearl and I hope you go find your inner pearl of greatness. Have a great day. Hi, my name is Pearl Sharenza and I'm with Women Successful Living. And I want to tell you a little story. You see, once upon a time in the middle of COVID, I noticed that more and more women were overwhelmed. We were having to balance households. We're having to become teachers. We're having to work our job while we're trying to become a teacher. We were sitting in our home with our children and our spouses or our loved ones and feeling overwhelmed. We were lost for where we're going to find space in our own house. So I was feeling that this overwhelm was stressing women out more, that they felt like they could not have a Calgon take me away moment. They felt like everywhere they turn, somebody in the house would find them or their job wanted them on another Zoom meeting. And I just felt so sorry for these women as I spoke with them and felt the pain because I too was feeling sorry. I was feeling sorry that I couldn't go out and do the things I love to do. I could go out, yes, and take a walk and sit in my front swing, but I couldn't go to the community meetings and the fundraiser functions or go have lunch with a friend or go to the movies with my husband or just take a, a moment away from everything that we're responsible for as moms and wives in our homes, right? You become that CEO mom and 
you're running a household. But then if you're working outside of the household, not only are you a CEO mom, and if you're asking what a CEO mom is, that's a mom who is running the household. Because let me tell you, you're not sitting around eating bonbons every day. You truly are running a business of a home. But then maybe you also work outside of the home. And here you are, you're trying to balance working in the home, working outside the home. And then maybe you have children and you're having to learn how to become a teacher because bless our teachers, they're trying to learn a whole new way of teaching through Zoom. And so as I spoke to the women in my community and my clients, I found they were also feeling all this overwhelm. They were becoming stressed. They were sitting in, in the home with all their children and their spouse and they're going, I'm with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love you, but I don't love you that much. Were you feeling that way too? So I found as they were feeling this way that I had to do something. And every day, about a month after into the pandemic, I decided to try something new. I decided to create a space where we could meet via Zoom. And yes, I know another Zoom meeting, really Pearl, but I just knew that was the only way that we could get together. And the rule was you had to go in a room where you could put a note in the door and say, I'm on a break. I'm on a timeout. Whatever you want to call it, you can make that note on your door. Because really, we have to take time for ourselves in order to really take time and care for our family, our loved ones, and our job the way we know we want to and we need to. So what I did is I created what we called our self-care Sunday evening. And it actually became Shiro's is what we ended up naming it. Because we as women, we are the hero of the house. We're the hero of everything we do for our family, our friends, our job, our, whatever that is that you're responsible for, right? But are you really the hero for yourself? So that became important to me. So one day I decided I want to pour into these women. So I brought them together on a Zoom meeting. We met Sunday evening, 8 p.m. We finished up by 9 p.m. We just had conversations. What was challenging them? What was the pandemic bringing up for them? How were they doing mentally? Were, were they doing something to take care of themselves? And if you heard me before, I say bathtubs and taking baths are not self-care, but really during the pandemic, sometimes that's all you could do was get in a tub with bubbles and take a few minutes for yourself, right? So as we poured into them, I, I noticed that they were starting to enjoy the self-care. They were starting to be less stressed. They were starting to communicate better with their family and their and their loved ones because they could communicate why they were taking time for themselves. They were able to communicate that it's not that I don't love being with you. It's that because I love you so much, I need time for myself. So on Sunday evenings, we worked on things about self-care challenges. We created a challenge of self-care where every day they had to do something. It could be something that took them one minute, or if they wanted to, it could be something that took them an hour. But it was their job to do something for themselves every single day. And then because of that, they they saw that their family, they were worried that their family might feel make them feel guilty. So we started incorporating ways that they could do self-care for ourselves as we also did something with our family, right? So in some cases, we found that we were sitting, we had moms sitting and just watching TV, silly cartoons with their children. That's self-care, right? Or maybe playing a puzzle game or putting a puzzle together. And then when it came to their spouses, we found that they were sitting and finding movies on Netflix or 
writing, playing cards, or even we gave him a challenge. We have a friend that has these great cards. They're called Better Questions, Better Life. We even would pull a card and have a discussion with our loved one around that card. And then as they were working from home, some of the, our, our professional women were finding that their jobs were having much more demand on them. But because they were home, they could actually kind of have more time they could grab for them. Oh, well, you're home all day long, so you really don't need to take a break. So they started finding that some of their jobs and their bosses were expecting them to give more. So we talked about how to set boundaries around our schedules. We talked about how to set boundaries around how much we want to be on Zoom. And as we did that, we found that the women were less stressed and they were actually performing their job performance better. They were having better and more improved relationships with their loved one, with their children. And some of them also had family that were in nursing homes. So we were creative on how to spend that time with their loved ones, but also making sure that they were taking care of themselves. So as we did this, I saw that it was a need that needed to continue. So even though the pandemic, is, as we know it today, is over, I found that the women loved this so much, we needed to continue this. And who knew that three years ago when I started this, that it would grow into what we have today, this amazing community of women that we still meet every Sunday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. We talk about things that bring us joy. We talk about challenges we're having in our lives. We're talking about things we're having to overcome. We have some women that are struggling in their marriages. We're talking about how we pour into them and how to help them work through communication. We have amazing, amazing guest speakers that come in every month. We've had Jane Pilker come in and talk up to us about our mind and the neurological part of our mind when it comes to our eating and our health and sugar and how it affects our body. We've had Seth Santora come in and talk to us about the smile method and how we have things such as just the smile within us that can make things like mock acceptance where we're accepting things because we think we have to accept them. Like for instance, my loss of my son, Matthew, I never knew that when I created this group three years ago almost now, how much I needed these women. And because I have this community of women around me, I met Seth and Seth taught me about mock acceptance. And he taught me that, yes, I was accepting the loss of my son, but I wasn't truly believing that he was lost. And I was sort of like going through the motions. So ever since I have put this group together, this community of women, we have watched the women flourish. We have watched them have less stress. We've watched them communicate better with their loved ones. We've watched them put boundaries around their self-care so that they can achieve the things they want to, so that they can put their cape on first as they pour into their family even better. And ever since we've started this self-care Shiro group, it has grown where we now at our retreats, we have women joining us during our retreats. We meet every year. We have a retreat in September. It's a pajama retreat. You come in your PJs, no makeup. You have about four days at the beach, sometimes the mountains, depending on the year. And we just have sessions and breakout groups on how do we improve on our self-care? How do we continue to communicate 
our needs to our loved ones? How do we find what our goals are and our visions are? And how do we bring those to fruition? Because how many of you ever sat back and said, I have this big goal and I really want to do it, but nobody believes I can do it. I want you to know that we believe in you. and We know that you can do it. And so if this is something that you want to learn more about and come and enjoy a great way to end your week and begin your week, I would love for you to join us because on top of our speakers, we also have an amazing meditation coach where she empowers us to sit down and just take some quiet time for ourselves and just be in our own space as we reflect on what we truly want within. And I am so honored to watch the progress and the growth that the women in this community have accomplished. And I cannot wait to see what's coming up for all of them and hopefully for you. And if this is something you would love to learn more about, I would love to invite you to come and visit us one Sunday evening. Like I said, it's a great way to end your week and a great way to start your week. What better to know that you've got a balcony of people sitting and waiting for you to join them have a cup of tea maybe, and just do some laughing, maybe a little crying, but no matter what, know that you've got a girlfriend there to have your back. So if you're ready to check out the Shira League, I would love for you to join us. All you have to do is email me at pearl at wsliving.com. That's pearl at wsliving.com. And I would love to connect you. I hope today you know that we've all come into this world. We're a little oyster. We might be a little rough on the outside. But on the inside, you have a pearl. And I hope you find your pearl to greatness today as you become the Shiro I know you are. My name is Pearl Sorenza. Do you know what your score is for your self-care? Find out today. Go to pearlssurvey.com. That's pearlssurvey.com and see what your score is today. 